0: Taylor Stevens, the New York Times best selling and award winning author of kick ass international thrillers. And this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking riding in the butt, one word at a time.
1: Taylor, at the end of last week's show, we were talking about the Author Biz Group and the Taylor Stevens Group. And I was on Facebook a little bit before coming on or before we started recording. I wasn't going in to look for anything, but something popped up inside your group, and I've got to ask you about it. It it was, I was tagged in a post. I couldn't see the entire post, but it had something to do with chicken feet, and (laughs) Stephen Campbell, you have got to ask Taylor about chicken feet in the next episode. And what what we're actually going to be talking about in this episode of the Taylor Stevens show is platform building for authors and a part of a good platform is a social media plat, a, a social media presence and a group is a part of that. And I, it occurred to me that your group is really evolving since the group, you or you and Carol, I'm not sure who came up with this idea of having people sort of introduce themselves to the group by posting Pet pictures
0: well the introducing people to the group carol gets all the credit for that and um i think carol gets credit for the pet pictures too because she would like haze the newbies um originally um and ask for fun things and it seems like you know pictures of dogs and cats and birds and goats and chickens. and That was the one that took off the most. Like people felt, uh, so many people would contribute to those even when they weren't being hazed that um, that's kind of become our go-to. But she really did does get credit for kicking that off.
1: And that's Carol Newsom, who is a mystery author in her own right and she helps you with your group and she helps me inside of, of my group as well and she's just a, a wonderful friend to both of us. But I, I can remember early on people would join the group and, and there'd be like, hey, welcome to the group, John Smith. Tell us a little something about yourself. And then there would just be stony silence. But then the idea came of, of post a picture of your pet. And all of a sudden, you know, there's all this interaction with not just that person, but the other people in the group. And it really kind of took off. It was, it was interesting I, the way that all happened.
0: I think like once we had sort of a common ground... Or something that people felt comfortable with, um, then others saw that people. Other people started just posting stuff, and it kind of once people saw that, hey, I could post something and other people will interact on it, and it just kind of snowballed from there. It wasn't like a deliberate plan or anything. My 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 goal with this group, which um, are we on the topic
1: now? We, <laughs> All right, let's I just, let's just do the let's just do the music, and we'll get on to the topic. We are on the topic now of platform building for authors. We're starting so, in the middle. <laughs> we're starting in the middle, right? So my, my goal
0: with building this Facebook group really wasn't a, uh, a thing of, hey, I'm going to create a platform for myself. The group is very small. I, I like it that way. And we don't really advertise it much. And... It's it's a safe spot in the sense that we really stay away from politics or you know any of the the venom that's flying around right now. It's a place where if you love books and you love me, just come hang out with me. So the other reason that I wanted the group is that, you know, Facebook for all its flaws is still the place where people keep coming back because it's so interconnected now in so many ways to our lives. It's the devil. No, it's, 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 it's everywhere. And you, you, you can't even comment on news articles hardly anymore unless you have a Facebook account. So, but the problem is that if you have your own personal profile, you have to be friends with people or make it public for that interaction or you could have a fan page But a fan page is treated like a business in that Facebook doesn't let everybody who's a fan of that page actually see the posts that you post. So you could have a fan page with thousands of people on it and be posting away there and only a fraction of them will ever see what you have to say, which to me is just awful. Um, people sign up thinking they're going to see what you say, and then you never show up in their feed. They'd have to actually physically come click and look for you. It's also very public. Um, and while having a public page is fine and, and some people thrive with that, I've had situations where I've posted things, things publicly, and then they show up in news articles, (laughs) uh, not necessarily what I had in mind when I'm just trying to make a joke or be funny. And it feels a little bit invasive, uh, like having my words twisted. And so it makes me very guarded about what I say, um, because I don't know how it's going to be twisted or misconstrued. And it just, it, I can't really, I mean, I, I'm myself, but I'm not really myself because I have I I'm like walking on eggshells of is this safe to say? Is somebody going to get mad at me? Um whereas a Facebook group can be set to private and only those who are in the group uh can see the posts and it also shows up in people's news feeds. I mean, it's a choice. People can choose not to have the posts show up in their news feed, but if they want to, then they'll show up, which is very different than a page where you have to pay, pay Facebook to show your posts mm-hmm. to your own mm-hmm. fans. So the group for me is a way that I can actually say things that maybe I wouldn't necessarily go post publicly because I know that everybody who's in that group at least knows me as a person or as an author. Um, I... I know that if I say something, those who are interested in following it are going to see it in their newsfeed, even if they don't inter- interact with it. And it's just more, I don't know, personal and cozier. And it, it, if it gets really big, it might lose the coziness of it. But my goal was just to have a place where people could be friends. And, you know, if, if somebody likes my books, well, then They probably have great taste in books. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They probably have other authors that they really like that maybe they would introduce, you know, this this group to. I love I love the diversity in that, you know, there's so much about people that we don't know um, in the sense of, okay, we got into the subject of knitting and you find out that in this group there are some amazing knitters who are just like that's their passion or people who grow roses that would make you so unbelievably jealous or um, people who raise animals that you're like, oh, my God, or um, people who climb mountains or race motorcycles. And it's all these interesting things that you'll never find out about if you're just on a public page and people are just waiting for you to, to post stuff. It's more interactive. And so. I love it. Uh, it's, it's now my favorite out of all the social media things that I could be doing. That's the one place I'm going to go to interact. I might post things randomly, funny things, whatever, on the Facebook public page. But if I want to go to interact with people, it's going to be that group.
1: It's interesting that, that you say that, because when I go onto Facebook now, I would say that 99.5% of my interactions are inside groups. And I think I've posted on my public Facebook page twice this year. And once was to share a post that you'd done about the new book coming out, which okay. I was, of course, happy to do. Um, but I just I just don't do it. And every so often, I, like once once this year, I accidentally posted something. I meant to post it in a group, and I posted it on my page, and it was not something that I would have said on It was sort of a caustic, sarcastic comment. I bet you got tons of feedback. I got lots of feedback, most of it very positive. I'm like, why am I getting so many comments on this? Because I thought I posted it in the author biz group, and I post stuff like that in there all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But oops, I did not, and I had so many comments that I couldn't delete it. But, yeah, and that's actually not what we're talking about here today. We're talking about platform building. Having a, a Facebook group, a Facebook presence is a portion of that. But let's – Whoa, 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 whoa. That's like
0: way cart before the horse, though, because I would not recommend somebody who's just getting started to
1: right, make right. a Facebook Right, right. But that's what I was saying, though. We're starting in the middle here yeah. when we, we transitioned into that. So let's let's go back and start at the beginning. Taylor, what's the first thing – That you that a that an author should have, and let's just assume this is a new author, Um, maybe an author who's got a book coming out in a year, or they're writing the book now and they know they're going to get it. They know they're either going to it's going to be published or they're going to self publish, so they they need a platform.
0: First, we have to define platform. (laughs) Platform is what where uh, people who like you can interact with you. But really, platform is who you are that makes you special, that makes people come and want to hear what you have to say. Um, social media is sort of expected these days, but it doesn't mean that it's for everybody, and it can be a really big waste of time. So writing also, I mean, writing the book is more important than anything else. And I would say that if somebody is sort of unknown and trying to get known the most important thing they could do probably is have a very simple website. And the most simple part, the most important part of that website would be the about me because when people go to your website, they don't really care about the books. I mean, that eventually they might look, but they really they want to hear about the author. And so having a very strong, well-written, interesting, fascinating about me that doesn't come across as being super egocentric, which is a talent to be able to write about yourself without sounding like you're writing all about yourself. um, That's probably the number one most important thing. Doesn't have to be fancy. can just be a WordPress blog site or whatever. But just some place that if people Googled your name, they could find some information about you. Um, I, I have to clarify that. I am not by any means a social media expert, an online expert. These opinions are just mine, and
1: I'm not the guru. So, and let, let me jump in here. Um, with I, I'm not the guru either, but I have someone that whenever I have questions for the author biz that I always bring this person on. I, I have tremendous respect for her opinions and the way she tries to build platforms, and that is Chris Syme. Uh, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-M-E. And she's written a book called Sell More Books with Less Social Media. And it's basically a primer for building a, a, an author platform. And, oh,
0: great. Podcast
1: is all done. Yeah. Uh, and Chris has, Chris has a, her own podcast. And she, she, she's really fantastic. So if you're looking for something that's more in-depth than what, than what we're going to be able to give you today, I would highly recommend Chris's book.
0: Well, what does she say about author
1: websites? Not a lot. Um, okay, <laughs> but uh, it's, I'll talk a little bit more about author websites um, since you you sort of veered off there a little bit.
0: Well- be my starting point okay, so that, that that is the starting is, point and, is and it is your point. home
1: base it's your home base on the internet it's your home base on your internet should not be your facebook page or your instagram page or your twitter page you, sh- you should probably have some of those okay. um, but your home base should be your website in in w- hopefully with your name or something that's easily identified so that people can search on it and find you
0: and part of the reason for that is that um you don't own any of the content on Facebook or Twitter or any of these other places and those platforms can kick you off if they want to so you know they're a great place for connecting and interacting but they're not if you're directing if people are asking how they can find you if you're putting something on a business card it should be your website, not your Facebook page, as Steve was saying.
1: And I have have to say this. I I interview lots of people on on the AuthorBiz podcast, theauthorbiz.com. And (laughs) I would say half the time when I get to the end of the interview, I will ask, what's the best place for people to find you online? And about half the time, people will give something other than their website. So I've started telling people before I turn the recorder on, I'm going to ask you this at the end. What you should give me is your website address, not That's crazy your that Facebook you have to actually page. Yes, guide them in that way. But that is because most people—you don't get a lot of interaction from your website. The interaction comes from social media for most people. But it's—it's it's really hard to remember facebook.com/slash a bunch of numbers/slash Taylor Stevens. It's really easy to remember TaylorStevens.com.
0: Right. But that's not my website. So, TaylorStevensBooks.com.
1: Yes. So, don't go to (laughs) TaylorStevens.com or you'll be surprised.
0: No, that one is a spa. So, we're okay. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Assuming they still have it. Okay. But um, my next thing would be like when you're building a platform and stuff, I would almost say that a mailing list comes before social media. And it's a kind of a, a, catch-22-slash-pick-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps your, type thing because nobody wants to be sending out emails to nothing. And it's hard to get people to sign up for a mailing list when you're not anything. But you have to remember that everybody, even you, has something that other people are interested in hearing about or learning about. Um, you could... Just be really good at telling stories of things that happen throughout your day. I mean, there are people I follow on Facebook. Obviously, they don't have a mailing list, or I would sign up for it. That I only follow them because this—they are such good. They tell such good stories about random things that happen to them. They're just such good storytellers that it's just entertaining to read whatever they're going to tell next. If that's your talent, email that out. People will look forward to hearing from you because it's genuine and authentic and it's you. And the Facebook people have to like it just it just passes in front of their eyes and Twitter and whatever. And it's just it's just so much. But email, they actually click on, you know, they have to to, to see what you have to say. They have to want it. That's a huge, incredible compliment. But it also allows you. Your platform to say whatever you want to say, whatever you think is important. And my biggest advice in that is, do not belittle or squander that opportunity. Because if somebody invites you into their inbox, that's huge. That's way bigger than uh, you know, friending someone on Facebook. It's a much bigger commitment, and it means a lot. And even if you only get one subscriber, that subscriber is uh, your goal. That's 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 a connection right there. So my first recommendation for building your platform would be have your home base, which is your website. And the second would be to make sure that you have a mailing list so that you have a way to directly communicate with people who want to hear from you.
1: And let me give one more reason to to make that your second step. And that is that when you go on to the third step and the fourth step, you will be able to provide links for people who want to sign up for your email list. And if you don't have that done it can fall through the cracks and you might forget to put it on Facebook because a lot of people on their author pages on Facebook don't have a link to their email signup page, which right. you should definitely have.
0: Which if you go to my Facebook page, Facebook is a little you know, wonky in what you can actually choose as your button, but my Facebook page has a contact us, us because it doesn't let me say contact me, but it has a contact us button on it. And that will take you to my website and my mailing list where you can sign up for the mailing list.
1: Now, you said something else uh, that's, that's important, and this is really getting into the weeds a little bit. But when you were talking about sending out emails that are really you to people, what your email list is very you-specific. And it's you, your interest, your history, etc., which is great. But a part of of your interest is writing. And so you talk a lot about writing on your email list. And if you just start your platform from a point of, well, I don't really know what I'm interested in and what I'm going to be able to share with people, you may wind up just being all over the place. But Taylor's is really tightly integrated. Everything that you do is tightly integrated around the things that you're interested in. You know, we, we do a podcast that talks about writing. Uh, you do emails that talk about writing. You have a Facebook fan page where a lot of times, or a, a Facebook uh, fan group where a lot of times we talk about writing. And it, it's sort of evolved that way. But if you didn't, if you hadn't had that in mind several years ago, when you started building out your email list, um, it wouldn't be this way.
0: Well, I think, well, you know, when I first started building out my email list, it was, I had to be basically goaded into it because mm-hmm. I was like, who's going to want I don't have anything to, to tell people. What? I don't have anything to say. You know, who's going to want to sign up and listen to me? They just want to read books. And I was browbeaten into doing it, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and I, uh, when I first started, it was more a case of, well, what do I have to offer? Not even what am I interested in, but what do I have to offer that might make somebody else's life a little easier or might make life a little better? And it, it boiled down to, well, I can teach them everything that I know about publishing and writing and everything I've learned along the way, which I did. And I've also learned a lot about overcoming adversity and, um, you know, personal things that I've, I've gone through in the struggles of being a single working mother of, um, the frustrations I go through, of when people are mean, um, I find interesting things online that I feel that, Hey, maybe you guys would like to know about this. And so my philosophy, if I, if you could call it a philosophy, my, my angle, my stick, whatever was always of the mentality of give, give something. Get, like, don't. this is not about me. This is making it something that would be worth the time of the person who opened the email. And while, yes, people who open the email do want to be informed of when my next book is coming out, and they do want to be informed of, you know, how's it going with the writing, that's really, you can only say so much of that, you know, which I save for the actual newsy newsletters. But everything else is, how can I make your day more interesting? How can I provide you some information that you might not know about that that might make your life better or that maybe you know somebody who could use it? And even though writing and overcoming adversity and, you know, sometimes (laughs) thinking type thinking pieces are my thing, somebody else might know a whole heck of a lot about, you know, environmental systems or wastewater treatment plants or whatever. And even though you don't want to talk about that all the time, it it opens up the opportunity for all the observations, all the interesting interactions, the things that you learn about your dealings with people. All of that provides an avenue to communicate and and give something to those who care enough to listen.
1: I have a friend and uh... What Taylor said is, is correct. Everyone feels exactly the same way when they're starting out. What do I have to say? What do I have? How, how can I connect with readers? I don't even have a book yet, et cetera, et cetera. I have a friend who started an email list before she had her first book, and she writes romantic humor or humorous romance, what, however you would define that. And she just – things happen to her, and she's one of those people who – could go to the spa and have something funny happen and turn it into 700 words of laugh out loud funny stuff so that's what she does she sends out 700 words of laugh out loud funny stuff that will appeal to the people who will eventually want to buy her books and if it's if she were sending those to people who have no sense of humor they're going to have no interest in her books and get rid of them
0: well they'll unsubscribe yes so that works out well for everyone
1: yes and if you're writing, I don't know, you, you're, you're writing mysteries that take place in Florida and you don't have a book, if you want to send something out, just send, occasionally send something out that said, hey, I read these three Florida-based mysteries uh, this month and I really love them and here's why.
0: Or you could send out highlights of some of the crazy-ass stories that come out of Florida. Yes. And, Th- and comment on, on those. You know, you could actually do that from wherever you live. And, and find a way to make news that's coming out of your town interesting in a way that people want to keep reading about this place that you live, right? Or, at, or something that relates to your books. Like if all my books took place in Africa, I would send just random stuff of like about Africa because that's what people are interested in. But, you know, my books aren't about that. But, you know, you find the thing that, that relates to your work, that relates to you, and, and the content is out there. Um, The third thing I would do, once i had a website and have a mailing list, then you start looking at social media. And I personally think it's a big mistake to go, I need to be on all the sites. You know, I need to be on Pinterest. I need to be on Snapchat. I need to be on Instagram. I need to be on Facebook. I need to be on Twitter because I need to cover all the bases. I think you know, as an author, you have incredibly limited time and focus and energy. And the more you dilute that, the less impactful it's going to be on any one of those platforms. All of those platforms are great for interacting with like-minded people and book-loving people. So the idea is to find one or two that really works for you and your personality and your style. For example, I'm not on Instagram because I don't even remember to take pictures on vacation, (laughs) and Instagram is a very photo-oriented type environment. The only reason we have pictures is because other people are remembering to take them. So I would, I would fail miserably at Instagram because I don't think about doing the thing that that platform is meant to support. It's supposedly an amazing place for an author because it's you know people like make pictures of their quotes and their book covers and things that they've seen. And uh, it's amazing, but not for me. So I'm not going to spend my limited resources trying to figure that out. Same with Pinterest. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not a good tweeter or Twitterer, because again, I can't be bothered to try and come up with clever things. And I find that our environment has become so political these days that I just, all the feeds are filled with political stuff. I don't want to share any of it. Um, Not what I'm for, not what I'm against. I'm kind of right down the middle anyway. I'm not just going to piss everybody off. And why would I want to share that stuff? Because inevitably somebody's going to read into it more than, I could find an article, a news article, that I thought was fascinating because of point A and share it and piss off 50% of my followers because they thought I was sharing it for some completely other reason. So to me, Twitter is just like a way to make enemies, uh, not exactly the direction I'm trying to go here. And so um, I, I stay with Facebook because it sort of supports the long form. I have not known for brevity. Um, and, and it's got a really wide audience. And um, since my readership tends to skew towards I mean, I have a lot of young readers, but the the majority of them, I think, are in the 35 to 65 age bracket. That's that's the platform they use. So that's where I go. But if somebody else was really into Snapchat and was great at the whole Snapchat thing, that might be your best platform. Don't waste your time on Facebook. You know, it's just not worth it. So you kind of have to pick the one that works for you, that allows you to build those social connections and just put your inner time and energy there and don't worry about all the other ones, no matter what. There's always going to be some newest, latest, greatest, hey, check out this, hey, check out that. Oh my God, this author just totally burned up, you know, the atmosphere by, by using this other platform as their way to connect. Just ignore it all. You're not that other author. You're you. You know what your skills and talents are. You know what your time is like. You know what your interests are. Do what works for you, and don't be chasing the next greatest, bestest thing.
1: All right. Now, with, with all that being said, and I completely agree with what Taylor said, I would add one caveat. Well, first off, I think every author should be on Facebook. So that, that would be my number three. My number three would not be social media. It would be website, mailing list, Facebook. And then the others, maybe and it depends on the genre that you're writing and, and the audience that you have, etc. Uh, where I differ from Taylor is that I would go out and claim all of the real estate that you can get, the digital real estate that you can get uh, under your author name because okay, yeah, you're, it's going to be harder that. to get later. so yeah. as soon as you know I'm writing under the name Taylor Stevens, I would go out and get that Twitter feed Twitter page and the Facebook Author page and the Instagram page and the Snapchat page and the whatever du jour. And as soon as something new comes out, I would get that too. And then what Chris Syme teaches in, in, to her, the people that follow her, is that you just link back to your website or to the, the places where you do communicate. So it's basically like. You're not-
0: you own it. You're not using it. You're, but you right. have some but kind of say, information there, right?
1: Because every, like Twitter, for example, it's like you know, what's your link? So the link is is your website, and you just right. post your one post can be, hey, I, I I don't really do much on Twitter. If you want to communicate with me, check out this Facebook group or or find me on right. my website. and You'll find the places where I where I do interact. But it it can be difficult to go back later and claim those real estate, uh, those digital real estate uh, locations after you become more well-known or somebody else has your name or something like that. So claim it and just squat on it.
0: I, I agree with Steve on that. And I, I want to add one more thing to all of this. Um, whatever choice it is that you use as your ways of you know, putting yourself out there, make it easy for people to contact you. I, I do not understand Authors, not even James Patterson level authors, who ha, would ha, I don't I don't not speaking of him specifically. I'm just speaking of you know these super well known famous. Everybody and their brother knows who they are. Making it people jump through hoops to be able to contact them by using a web form, like you know, enter your information into oh, this web form. That is form.
1: A, that's a serious pet peeve for me. It
0: is, I, okay, I'm. I'm well enough known in the author community that I, I'm not going to be mistaken for, uh, you know, some stalker or weird crazy fan or anything. I don't have those worries when I reach out and contact another author that I've never met before if I wanted to tell them I like their book or anything like that. But I promise you that if I go to their website, try and find them, and all I get is a web form, the author's never going to hear from me. I will not do it because it's almost insulting to me, Uh, not as like I'm some great person, but I have no idea where that information is going. It might go into a black hole of nobody ever reads it. Or there will be some authors who were like, here's my agent information. Here's my publicist information. But there's no way to actually contact them as the author on that website. They're never going to hear from me either because I'm not writing their agent to pass along an email to them, and I could. I totally could. So how much more so for the shy little reader who's just so enthralled with this book and just wants to tell you how awesome you are, they're not going to take that step. If, if someone like me is not going to take that step, they're not going to take that step. You know who will take the step? Crazy people.
1: Yeah, and so, let, let me give another reason to not do that. Um, there are there will be media people who want to connect with you. And if they go to the website and find a form, I had a a podcast called CrimeFiction.fm that was just a pure vanity project for me because I loved reading crime fiction. And if I read a book and I liked it, then I wanted to talk to the author. And so I would find a book or an author that I really like. I would want to put them on the podcast that had a lot of listeners and I'd go to their website, I would see the form, and I'd go, oh, do I really want to do this? And I, if I really wanted them on the show, I would enter the information into the form, and 90% of the time it would be weeks before I got an answer because it just goes somewhere bizarre. Yeah. And so I eventually just stopped doing that. So if you had a form, then you were immediately disqualified for being on my show.
0: Right, and I'm sure that there are others who have even more non vanity project type shows, uh, that would feel the same way. Like it's in my opinion, it's very, uh, self-centered. Like I'm so important that I'm going to make you jump through hoops to be able to contact. Well, and me.
1: it's not always self-centered. It's in some cases, it's lazy because when you build a website with WordPress, there are some themes that say, click this button and we'll put the email form on your page. And just don't do that when you're building a website. Just don't click yeah. that button. Just put something on there that says, "Here's how to contact me, and this is my email address."
0: And I just don't understand that. I understand that some people just really don't want to be bothered, or maybe they don't even know what to do with family or maybe they're, they're afraid of crazy people. But crazy people can find you anyway. So just make it easy for people to contact you is all I'm saying.
1: All right, and so this is, this is like 35 minutes worth of talking, and, and the main points that we're trying to get across here are you don't need to do a lot to, to build a workable author platform. You need a website, you need an email list, you need a Facebook page, account, something, you need to be on Facebook, and you need these other outposts, but you don't need to actually be using them, and then you need to be willing to communicate with people. Yeah. And then you get into things like groups as as in the in the case of Taylor, the fan group, there're specific reasons why you might want to have a group and there are also specific reasons why you might want to have a page. So, of course you should claim your page when you're claiming real estate because when the time comes that you want to advertise your books, you can only do that from a page. You can't do it in your group, you can't do it from a personal page. You need to have your author page to do that.
0: I mean, you can, but you just might not have the same reach, the same audience.
1: Well, I mean, yes, you can post things that would be advertising, but you can't do paid Facebook advertising inside a group or from, from a personal page. It has to be your author page. So that's another reason to have that. And if you need more information, check out Chris Syme and her book because it's, it's wonderful and she really takes a no nonsense approach to doing this. There are a lot of people that teach a lot of things about social media that will, as Taylor said, that will get you so far out into the weeds that you'll never have time to get your writing done.
0: And one last, well, maybe last, I don't know, thought about social media is that it's social. That's what social media is about, is the social interactions and the human connections. And you could be the most genius person in terms of strategizing your content or whatever but if all you're doing is just selling and trying to promote your work then there's it it doesn't that's not what social media is about people want to interact with you as a human being as an author they really don't care about your books that much i mean they do in the sense that they want to know when they're coming but other than that not so much it's you that they're interested in so the key word in social media is social, not media.
1: Are you familiar with the Kevin Kelly phrase? Uh, it's not a phrase, but the, the whole thing about the thousand true fans? No. Really? Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm very ignorant, Steve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know about a lot of things that I don't know about, and I know a few, about a few things that you don't. Kevin Kelly and Wired Magazine, probably 15 years ago, wrote an article about the idea that if you're an artist, you can support yourself if you can find 1,000 true fans. And it was because there was a number, and it was 1,000, and it was easy to remember, it's, it's just kind of stayed alive. But I have seen it in the indie world over and over and over again. If you can find 1,000 true fans, and you are able to write enough books you can support yourself in a really good fashion and the way to find those fans is to be exactly to do exactly what taylor was saying being social and the people you you'll find these indie authors that are just absolutely crushing it and you when you follow them online inside their groups and on their pages they are there themselves responding to everything
0: yeah that's really really true You don't. I've I've sworn to my fans, to my mailing list and everything that if ever comes a time uh, that I should be so lucky as to have to have somebody else handle stuff for me. I will never pretend that it's me. Like that you don't pass it off to somebody and then make it look like it's you. You know, that's like the ultimate insult to your readers. Uh, But being there and actually showing up as yourself, just it's. It's key because they want to interact with you. One last thought, maybe this time it's really the last one, (laughs) is all this talk about platform and everything. And I've said this before, but it's worth reiterating, is that platform helps you. But when you hear about, oh, I need a platform to be able to get published, that's not true. I had no platform when I got published. Lots of authors have no platform when they get published. The the publishers are not buying your platform. They're buying your manuscript. And what platform where platform really does help is like say you're a doctor and you just wrote a medical book. Well, yeah, platform is critical in that case because you're writing in a special specialized subject and the publishers are gonna be like, well, who's going to want to read this? Do you have anybody, a ready-made market that already wants to read this? And you're like, yeah, I already blog extensively about the subject and I've got, you know, 50,000 people on my mailing list and 200,000 people follow me on Twitter. The publisher's like, all right, you've got your platform. That's your ready-made audience. But fiction is different. It doesn't hurt to have platform, but they're not going to buy your book because you have a platform. Because For fiction, for authors who write fiction, platform doesn't necessarily always translate into sales the way it would with a nonfiction book. So that's just don't stress yourself out about it is what I'm trying to say there.
1: All right. Thank you guys so much for being a part of Taylor's platform and the Taylor Stevens show because this podcast is actually a part of her platform, uh, not necessarily step three. (laughs) (laughs) But it it is a part of the platform, and that may be something that you want to do at some time. We're glad you're here with us every Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening, for participating inside the Taylor Stevens fan club group, uh, for, for just being a part of the family. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you again next Tuesday.
0: Absolutely. And I just want to put it out there. we are Our doors are open for more questions, more editing material. Um, I have no idea what we're going to do for the next show because we have covered it all. So let us hear from you and uh, we'll be back with you next week.